0: Hello and welcome back. A few episodes ago, we spoke about the definitions in the beauty industry and what it means to have cleaner, greener beauty. And the term organic has really become a beacon for health-conscious skincare enthusiasts. But what does it really mean? And is there any scientific evidence to support the buzz around organic beauty being better for your overall health?
1: way to think about it is for consumers to think about their skin as parallel to the soil. I've spoke about how artificial pesticides used in non-organic farming kill beneficial microorganisms in the soil.
0: At its core, organic beauty refers to products made with ingredients grown without synthetic pesticides, herbicides or genetically modified organisms or GMOs. This method of production emphasises a more natural and sustainable approach to skincare, steering clear of harmful chemicals that may find their way into conventional beauty products. Now, I've been doing quite a lot of research for this episode and came across some really interesting stats. Hilariously, the source isn't one I would have ever expected. I'll let you have like three guesses, but you would never get it. So some of these stats have come from Hollywood mirrors, makers of dressing table mirrors. But hey-ho, their stats are stats. And they've conducted actual studies on this because I guess it's across their customer base. But it's very interesting all the same. And it did kind of tie in with some other research that I did from platforms like Statistica. Some of the stats that I found are really, really interesting. So the organic industry experienced a 10-year consecutive revenue growth of 13% between 2019 and 2020, making £13.8 million. Now, bearing in mind that's going into the start of the pandemic and there was growth in that year. So the UK alone has over 14,000 certified organic ingredients and 15,000 all natural products in the beauty industry. 45% of British consumers use at least one organic product and 64% buy products with recyclable packaging. We'll chat in a bit more detail about all of this sort of stuff with our guest today, who is Paige Tracy from the Soil Association. But essentially, when you're on the lookout for authentic organic beauty products, the Soil Association certification serves as a really, really trustworthy guide. This certification ensures that the ingredients used are not only organic, but also are grown in a way that promotes soil health and sustainability. And products with this certification provide a double benefit. Not only are they better for your skin, but they also contribute to a healthier planet. Soil Association Certification is the UK's leading organic certifier, offering a huge range of organic and sustainable certification schemes across food, farming, forestry, fashion and textiles, and beauty and well-being. It is wholly owned by the Soil Association Charity, which campaigns for a world where the links between climate, nature and health are respected. Soil Association is a founding member of the International Cosmos Standard, the largest international standard for organic and natural cosmetics. This is desperately needed in a world where cosmetics can be labelled as organic, even if they only have 1% organic ingredients. why is organic beauty more specifically not just organic in the sense of food but why is organic beauty a healthier choice I've asked this question as somebody who works in this field who is interested and tries their best to live a more sustainable life quote unquote I really want to know why it's better because for me doing this podcast means that I'm not only helping to educate yourselves as listeners but myself and it's enforces and encourages me to make those changes that are so necessary. So here's some of the research that I found. I wanted to share it with you before we get into today's guest portion. In choosing organic beauty, you have a reduced exposure to harmful chemicals. So research indicates that conventional beauty products often contain chemicals that may pose risks to human health. And organic beauty products, on the other hand, tend to be formulated with fewer synthetic chemicals, reducing the potential for skin irritation or long-term health effects. Another item is that they normally have more nutrient-rich ingredients. Organic skincare often incorporates these more nutrient-rich ingredients, as I said, harnessing the power of nature to nourish your skin. The ingredients can provide essential vitamins and antioxidants that contribute to the skin health and radiance. Something that we're going to hear a lot about in the rest of the episode is your microbiome. So... Recent studies highlight the importance of the skin's microbiome. And you probably heard this quite a bit over the past couple of months because it is becoming a bit of a buzzword. So for those who don't know, a microbiome is a community of organisms living on your skin. Very simple. Organic products, by avoiding harsh chemicals, help maintain a healthy balance in this microbiome, which plays a crucial role in the overall skin health. So in my research, I found some really interesting data from the Environmental Working Group, who conducted this research that revealed an average adult is exposed to over 100 chemicals from personal care products daily. That's wild. And opting for organic beauty products minimises this chemical exposure, promoting a healthier skincare routine. So unlike the food industry, the term organic in the beauty world isn't as tightly regulated. It's unfortunate, but this lack of oversight can really lead to confusion for consumers trying to make healthier choices. And current research suggests that establishing clear regulations for the term organic in beauty products is really essential. And a study published in the Journal of Applied Ecology emphasises the need for standardised definitions and labelling to ensure that consumers can trust the authenticity of organic beauty products. This would not only protect consumers, as we know, but also encourage more brands to adhere to these organic practices. And it fosters a much healthier beauty industry as a whole. We're going to be speaking to Paige shortly, but I really wanted to highlight the difference between some of the terms that we'll be discussing. So two things that you're probably going to hear about as Paige is speaking, are prebiotic and probiotic skincare. And the distinction between the two approaches lies in their influence on the skin's microbiome, which I explained previously. So probiotic skincare involves the introduction of live beneficial bacteria into products aiming to directly enhance the balance of the skin's microbial community. By applying these live cultures or fermented extracts, it's believed that the probiotic skincare strengthens the skin's natural defence mechanisms and alleviates inflammation, contributing to an overall healthier complexion. On the other hand now, prebiotic skincare focuses on nourishing the existing bacteria of the skin. So this approach utilises non-digestible fibres. I'm not going to say the words because they're very, very long. There's one that I I know I can say inulin or fructooligosaccharides. I mean, I'm not going to pretend I know what either of those are. Just I want to be as clear as possible here. (laughs) So the approach utilises these non-digestible fibres to serve as sustenance. For the microbes already present, fostering an environment that supports their growth and activity. The ultimate goal of prebiotic skincare is to create a balanced and resilient skin microbiome, promoting overall skin health. So I hope that that was clear because we speak about this a lot. We're going to be speaking about microbiome and prebiotic and probiotic skincare. But I like for things to be as clear as possible. So... Let's chat to today's guest, who's really going to deep dive into what it means to be an organic beauty brand. Paige Tracy is the Business Development Manager for Non-Food at Soil Association Certification. Leading on the communications for the organisation's beauty, well-being and textiles organic certification schemes, she's been recognised for her strong impact to date in the world of organic and natural cosmetics, being named one of Nature Product News' 30 Under 30 finalists for two years running. Well done, Paige as well as being named their 2022 rising star in Who's Who in Natural Beauty. She's been a judge for Marie Claire UK on both their sustainability awards and their skincare awards. I was a judge for the Marie Claire sustainability awards a couple of years ago, actually. So I'm in good company. So let's speak to Paige. The term organic can sometimes be a little bit ambiguous and there's a lot of confusion around what it is that it actually means. So can you really deep dive and give us a bit more like scope on what the term organic really means, specifically in the realm of beauty, and how it sets itself apart from other sectors?
1: Of course, it's really great to be here. So I guess I'll go back to basics to what organic actually means, what the actual definition is. So organic is a way of farming and a way of growing ingredients without the use of synthetic herbicides, pesticides or fertilizers. And this means it is the gold standard for growing ingredients sustainably, because by not using those synthetic inputs, it allows the soil to re- regenerate. It supports biodiversity because you're not killing wildlife. And it also keeps our waterways cleaner because you don't have nitrate runoff into waterways and ultimately into the ocean. So when it comes to beauty, I would say this is the big distinction between organic ingredients and just natural ingredients. Organic ingredients are natural ingredients, but they have been grown in the most sustainable way. So if you want natural skincare, natural beauty, I'd always go for organic However, the big caveat here is that organic is not a legally regulated term in the beauty industry. So in food and farming, it is legally regulated. You have to be certified in order to say you're organic. This isn't the case in beauty. And this is legal for beauty brands to say they are organic if they have just 1% organic ingredients in their formulation which I'm sure you will agree is absolutely crazy. And that's why looking for the Soil Association certification logo on products is so important.
0: It's mad when you think about it, that a product can have less than 1% and still be considered organic. It's not the same standard as food and things like that. So it's really it's quite bonkers to me, really, to think that things that we're putting on our skin not on our bodies when, and your skin's the biggest organ that you've got and it's being absorbed via your skin and going into your bloodstream and things like that. And it's just, yeah. I'm just like, why is there no regulation above that? And why is it not that something has to have a higher percentage to be considered organic? Why isn't it something that we're all shouting about and saying, this is completely outrageous? There's so much miscommunication. And I don't want to say greenwashing because it isn't that. I think it is mislabeling and a lack of understanding that is then leading to the greenwashing. Because I think within teams or within marketing teams, within companies, brands think that they are doing something great by saying, we're organic, we're this, we're that. But really, when you go through that inky list of products and ingredients in something,
1: you're like, where? and you get cases where you know beauty brand says it's organic but when you actually go and read the inky list the majority of the ingredients are synthetic including you know a lot of microplastics and that's just why our certification is so important for safeguarding the integrity of that term
0: microplastics are a huge thing that we've spoken about time and time again here because this season's all about beauty and the trends that we're seeing in beauty throughout sustainability and I don't like the term trends and I've said this on another episode but let's just say that I've seen and I've been speaking quite a lot about is the microbiome and more specifically the skin microbiome as well as the gut microbiome so with regards to skin because that's what we're talking about in beauty can you explain what this really is and why it's so significant in the context of skincare particularly in relation to the use of organic beauty products
1: Of course. So the skin's microbiome is essentially a collection of good bacteria that exists on our skin. And this protects the skin's barrier and the layers underneath. And it's actually one of our first lines of immune defense. And without it, we'd be opening ourselves up to many diseases. So it's really, really important. And it's really important to keep the skin's microbiome healthy. It's also responsible for keeping our skin in optimal condition, i.e. not too dry or too greasy. And actually many common skin complaints are as a result of the natural balance of the good bacteria being disrupted in the microbiome. So you mentioned the gut microbiome. This is something that is getting a lot of attention recently and people are taking steps to increase the amount of good bacteria in their guts. And it's really, really important because actually, for example, 95% of our serotonin, our happy chemical is produced in the gut, not the brain. So it's things like this, where people are going, ah, this, you know, this is why this area is so important. But we need to also be paying attention to the skin's microbiome and protecting the good bacteria on there and ensuring we're not Destroying it. So, where does organic beauty or certified organic beauty come into this? Obviously, in skincare, you have to have preservatives to stop the growth of bacteria, particularly if it's a water based formula. However, many preservatives and also things like thickeners and chelating agents used in non-organic skincare are actually biocides and are used as pesticides often. So when you put these on your skin, they're killing the good bacteria as well as the bad. It's a little bit like having a nuclear bomb on your face. So Soil Association's COSMOS Organic Standards only allow preservatives that are natural or nature-identical. We don't allow many of the skincare preservatives that are known to be the most affecting of the microbiome. Though you should, of course, always do your own research around what works for your skin. I think the fact that we don't allow a lot of these chemicals is really important. Another thing you can do is buy pro and prebiotic skincare. So prebiotic provides food for the good bacteria, whereas probiotic is a source of the good bacteria itself. As far as I'm aware, you can't currently get a certified organic probiotic, but there are many certified organic prebiotic options out there on the market. Just for one example is Odor League, a brand we certify. They produce a certified organic prebiotic rich hydration cream, and that contains chicory roots, which is one of the first scientifically proven natural prebiotics. So that chicory root is going to really feed the good bacteria on your skin to protect the microbiome.
0: It's really interesting. I think I didn't expect when I started this beauty season or when I started my research for it to be so scientific. I thought it was going to be a lot more like let's talk about beauty, let's talk about this and that and do all the fun side of it. But every conversation I've had is really in depth and everyone's really scientific and I'm kind of glad because somebody said this to me on another conversation but you don't want to take the beauty out of beauty, but you want to talk about the efficacy and the science behind it because science and beauty work together well they have to work together seamlessly but I think so many consumers or people just think a beauty brand just comes into being well you you fling some things together in a bottle and that makes it an outstanding beauty brand that's efficacious that's sustainable that's ethically made you've got good sourcing that the packaging is this that the other no so much work and science goes into these formulations and it's no wonder that sometimes people as you said do end up with more skin concerns but it's based on the products that are inside or the ingredients that are inside the product it's been a really nice conversation for me because I'm a bit of a science geek and I love anything a bit scientific
1: (laughs) Really interesting. And I think it's a problem we come up against in organic all the time that people don't think organic is scientific. They sort of see a woman mixing things on her kitchen table as being what organic skincare is. And that isn't the case. Many of our certified brands have whole laboratories of chemists, including chemists that they've poached from some of the big skincare brands working for them and formulating within the Cosmos standard. And also within the Soil Association itself, we have a whole technical team who, you know, have chemistry backgrounds and review formulations.
0: Yeah. And that's as it should be. I think as you you really hit the nail on the head there, I think so many people think organic beauty is a woman who started a brand on her kitchen table. And it's way more than that. It has to be way more than that, especially when you think about safety elements of it as well. Absolutely. that You're using on your body. I mean, I'm all for a very, very natural, like no frills kind of product to support a brand, but I'm also very cautious of what goes into it and how things are made and you've got a health and safety element to everything. Let's talk a little bit about certification and distinguishing the different certifications. So it holds a really prominent place in the world of organic beauty, um, the Soil Association Certification. Can you shed a little bit of light on the key criteria and standards that products must meet to receive this certification and really emphasise what it is that makes it distinct and reliable for consumers? Because you mentioned the science side of it, and that you've got all these chemists reviewing ingredients, but what else goes into it?
1: So the Soil Association certification, we certify cosmetic products to the Cosmos Organic and Natural Standards We are founding partners of these standards, and they are global. They exist in many countries. We are the only UK-based certification body, though, that certifies to them. To be certified to the Cosmos organic standards, 95% of the physically processed agricultural ingredients in your product must be organic. So these are ingredients from agriculture that have gone through a physical process like crushing or squeezing, and they tend to be things like butters and oils. So 95% of those have to be organic to be in a Cosmos organic product. So I talked about how you can say Your product's organic if it has just 1% organic ingredients. This is guaranteeing there's a minimum percentage in order for you to use that term. 20% of the overall ingredients have to be organic. Now, the reason this number is lower than that 95% is the majority of many cosmetic products is water, Water can't be organic because it's not farmed. So what tends to happen is the water dilutes that 95% until it becomes a 20%, if that makes sense. However, many of our brands are now formulating waterless formulas, in which case the overall percentage of organic is going to be much higher, especially if it is an oil-based product.
0: I was going to say, could you give us some examples? So oil-based, I'm guessing powder-based product.
1: Exactly.
0: Things that you can mix yourself at home, I guess. Does that also apply to things like pastes or quite thick products that maybe don't take water?
1: Yes, yeah, so what would be interesting about a mud-based mask is that that would have to be Cosmos natural, not Cosmos organic, because muds is an example of a natural material that can't be organic because it's not farmed. So natural materials like clay, salt. If your products have a large percentage of these, a lot of the time they can't be organic, they can't meet the minimum percentage required for organic, but they can be cosmos natural. And that ensures that these naturally derived ingredients are still being sourced in a sustainable way and a responsible way.
0: A lot of brands are looking towards getting some form of certification, whether it's going B Corp, or whether it's doing this, but it's just a way of showing that you are a better brand, or you're really conscious of what it is that you're putting into your product.
1: So eco-certified Cosmos, they are like us. So Soil Association, we're UK based, EcoCert are based in France. So it tends to be that most of the products EcoCert certify are from uh, the European mainland. We tend to certify UK based products, but the standard is exactly the same. It's just you either have an EcoCert sticker above the Cosmos organic, or you have a Soil Association sticker. And this is why it's It's such a great standard because it is global, but it's harmonized. So it's going to be the same standard wherever you are in the world, if you want to certify to us. And I think what really sets cosmos apart from other certifications is that it is an all-encompassing standard for sustainability because it's not just ensuring there's that minimum percentage of organic ingredients it's also ensuring there's no synthetic polymers microplastics in the formula you're not allowed to use endangered plants no parabens or synthetic colors or dyes are allowed in the product and also no animal testing is allowed so it ticks off the cruelty free requirement as well
0: does it tick off vegan as well?
1: No. So a lot of the time, organic certified organic products will be vegan, but not always because sometimes they will contain organic honey or organic beeswax.
0: So in terms of like education, this is something that I'm really big on. That's the whole point of this podcast and of the whole platform is about educating people in a non-judgmental way. We just want it to make the information very clear and very easy for consumers to understand. So given that there is a huge, huge interest in organic beauty, and this is increasing year on year, how do you think consumers can be effectively educated about the benefits of choosing organic beauty products, particularly over their non-organic counterparts and thinking about things like what we've spoken about throughout this conversation, like the skin microbiome, for example?
1: I think a really good way to think about it is for consumers to think about their skin as parallel to the soil, I've spoke about how artificial pesticides used in non-organic farming kill beneficial microorganisms in the soil. And as a result of this, soil fertility depletes over time until eventually you can no longer grow in that soil. And it also kills wildlife as well. And it's the same case with your skincare and your skin. If you are using what is essentially a pesticide on your skin, you're going to be killing the beneficial bacteria as well as the bad. And this means that your skin isn't going to be functioning as it should. Um, You know, it sounds very hippie-like, but we are at one with nature. And the likelihood is if it isn't good for nature, it isn't going to be very good for ourselves either. And I think making that connection is a really important way of educating consumers on this topic. And by opting for skincare that's certified organic, you can be sure it isn't going to contain these kind of pesticide ingredients. Reading an inky list is difficult, especially, you know, I find it difficult and I work in this industry.
0: We understand a little bit more and I'd say probably you're even more so than myself. And it's really difficult to understand what half of the things on the inky list of a product actually mean and where they come from.
1: Absolutely. So it's going to be even more difficult for consumers who don't have any idea. But if you look for our logo, you don't need to read the inky list. You know there's going to be a minimum percentage of organic ingredients. You know there isn't going to be artificial ingredients, including artificial preservatives, that are known to have a damaging effect on the skin.
0: For those people who are sort of navigating the very, very widely spread beauty market, why should they really specifically seek out products with the Soil Association certifications? And what assurance do these provide in regarding the product's organic and ethical credentials?
1: As I've said, it guarantees that minimum percentage of organic ingredients, that the ingredients have been grown to the highest standards to protect nature. This is what differentiates it from, you know, merely a product that says all 99% natural or something on the label. Organic is the most sustainable way of growing natural ingredients. Also, if the product says it's organic but doesn't carry our logo, there's, you know, it could have the tiniest amount of an organic oil in or something in order for the brand to be saying that. If you want quality skincare with quality organic ingredients, you need to look for our logo. And as I said, it's that all-encompassing. If our logo is on it, there's so many aspects of sustainability that you don't need to even consider because they're going to be ticked off. Like I said, no microplastics, no microbeads, cruelty-free. Also, minimal packaging and the Criteria on packaging is ever evolving in the Cosmos standard, but the packaging has to be minimal on the product and it has to tick two of the four R's when it comes to packaging as well. And many materials like PVC, polystyrene are just outright banned. You're not allowed to use them in the packaging of your product. And packaging is a really interesting area that again, we're seeing our brands push a lot of innovation in. We have some brands using a mushroom-based packaging. We have another brand who uses a packaging that if you feel it, it feels just like plastic but it's made from wood pulp and you don't have to put it in your recycling. You can just throw it in your regular trash because it biodegrades completely after 30 days, um, leaving no microplastics behind. So I think if you are a consumer and you want skincare or other personal care products that are sustainable, but are also kind of at the forefront of innovation, that's why you should be looking for our logo.
0: It's as if, The Cosmos certification and Soil Association uh, work that you're doing is just literally taking all the hard work out of it for consumers. It's making it so easy so that you can buy with confidence. I love chatting to Paige. I met Paige a number of times and it's always super interesting whenever we're together. We always have lots of really deep chats We first met last year, I want to say, at an event for Dr. Organic, and I'll be speaking to one of the team from Dr. Organic in another episode. And she's just so knowledgeable. She really, really knows her stuff when it comes to organic beauty and what certifications mean and what brands need to be doing to be better. I think I'm still always shocked when when I'm told that a beauty product can be labelled organic in this country, in the UK, I should say, because I know we have worldwide listeners, as long as it's up to one percent organic i just think it's mind-blowing it's so misleading for consumers and i just i hope that this legislation changes and certifications like cosmos and ecocert and all of these things will be really really helpful going forward and i think it just is going to make a much better much clearer beauty industry going forward so if you like today's episode and you want to know more please check out our show notes And I look forward to you guys joining me for the next episode next week. Until then, you can subscribe and listen back to previous episodes of Sustainably Influenced on all good podcast platforms. You can follow at Sustainably Influenced on Instagram and TikTok. This season of Sustainably Influenced was produced by Content is Queen, sound editor Amber Miller and presented by Bianca Foley.